Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to episode 92 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Taxi Chaos and Killer Queen Black. The games coming out this week include Monster Jam Steel Titans 2, Under the Jolly Roger, Gravifier, Sir Lovelot, Kill It With Fire, Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition, As Divine Cross, and Under Leaves. The games with gold for March 2021 have been announced, and they include the following. From March 1st to the 31st, you can get Warface Breakout on Xbox One. From March 16th to April 15th, you can play Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse on Xbox One. And Xbox 360 games via playable as backwards compatibility on Xbox One. On March 1st to the 15th, you can play Metal Slug 3. And March 16th to the 31st, you can play Port Royale 3. I gotta say, this must be one of the worst months with games with gold in a long time, especially when you compare it to PlayStation Plus's free games for March. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Halo Infinite will be the most open and adventure-filled Halo game ever. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, The latest Inside Infinite blog gives more info on the development of Halo Infinite's campaign, World Zeta Halo, as well as more work-in-progress 4K PC screenshots and concept art. In the Inside Infinite blog post, campaign art lead Justin Dings says there were two important goals for developing Zeta Halo. Quote, first to visually show what is happening in current times with the violent occupation of the banished forces and how it has shaped the landscape of the ring. And second to create mystery and intrigue around Zeta's past and ultimate purpose, end quote. According to gameplay director Troy Mashburn, you'll see, quote, memories of past battle scars the surface and evidence of bigger events can be seen in the fractured chunks of the ring floating in the sky, end quote. What's really interesting is that the world design lead John Malky says Halo Infinite will offer more in the ways of exploration and discovery. Quote, there are missions that will pull you through the golden path of the primary narrative, but more than any previous game we are breaking down the walls to create a more open play space offering exploration and discovery. I often describe the experience offered by Zeta Halo as Halo Unleashed because it's all the experiences and stories you love from the Halo presented in a world where you have so much more freedom to explore and discover unexpected adventures, end quote. We got a closer look at Zeta Halo in these screenshots, with the devs explaining that the setting is inspired by the Pacific Northwest. Things explains how they work to merge aspects of a real-life biome together with the sci-fi world. Quote, we have introduced the idea that just below Zeta Ring's organic surface is a forerunner framework of millions of vertical hexagons that make up the ring's structure. And due to the extreme damage that Zeta has endured, these hexes are exposed and displaced creating a dynamic landscape that gives us a unique visual and allows for some really fun gameplay, end quote. Ding says, adding that this, quote, incorporates sci-fi elements into a real-world biome for an experience which aims to be the best of both worlds, end quote. The blog finishes with a reminder that it's not an open-world game, but, quote, a Halo game, a sandbox shooter where our goal is to make you feel like the most powerful actor in a rich, emergent sci-fi combat simulation, it's the most open and adventure-filled Halo game ever. It's the Halo game we could only dream about making 20 years ago, and we can't wait for you to explore it, end quote. I thought this write-up by Heidi Nicholas on True Achievements was a good summary of everything in the Inside Infinite blog. If you want more information, go check it out, but more importantly, go check out all the new screenshots they released for the game. I can't wait till they re-reveal this game because it looks beautiful in these screenshots, now let's just hope the gameplay looks and lives up to it. 
Number 2. Dragon Age 4 will reportedly be a single-player RPG with no multiplayer. Wesley LeBlanc at IGN writes, After the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and the troubles of Anthem, Dragon Age 4 will reportedly be a single-player RPG without multiplayer. Just a day after the official cancellation of Anthem Next, an update planned for Bioware's latest game that aimed to overhaul many of the live game systems and fix its problems, Bloomberg reports that Dragon Age 4 will not have multiplayer and instead will be a single-player only RPG. According to Bloomberg's report, EA gave Bioware the team behind Dragon Age 4 the go-ahead to remove all planned multiplayer and games-as-service components from the RPG in recent months. The game's development began in 2015, and two years later, in the fall of 2017, EA and Bioware reportedly rebooted development to include long-term monetization. That reboot and push for monetization are apparently what led to the departure of Mike Laidlaw from Bioware. Dragon Age 4 was then referred to as Anthem with Dragons by those working on the game. During this time, some of Bioware's leaders pushed back against EA and fought to pivot development back to a single-player focus. It sounds like they eventually won the fight for single-player if this new report is anything to go on. A release date for Dragon Age 4 has not been announced. The next thing come from Bioware is Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is set to release this May. Being more of a sci-fi RPG fan, Dragon Age just never spoke to me, but I know how many millions of people out there love it. Regardless of my feelings and loving Mass Effect more than Dragon Age, this is good news no doubt. Let them focus on the single player which made the previous games great, and I hopefully they apply the same logic to the next Mass Effect game. We don't need multiplayer. I enjoyed multiplayer in Mass Effect 3, but focus on nailing the single player. That is what we all love on these series. Number 3. Anthem Development Officially Cancelled by Bioware Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Bioware has announced that it's halting development on Anthem Next, a project which would have rebuilt Anthem from the bottom up. Instead, the studio will focus its efforts on the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles. A developer update from Anthem executive producer Christian Daly explains that Bioware had been working to continually improve the game before starting work at the end of 2019 to overhaul the action RPG completely. Although it's likely several reasons factored into Bioware's decision to cancel the reboot, the COVID-19 pandemic and the pressure of remote working are highlighted in the announcement. Quote, 2020 was a year unlike any other, however, and while we continue to make progress against all our projects at Bioware, working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our productivity, and not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our teams, end quote, Daily said. Daily also notes that Anthem servers will stay up and the Anthem Live service will continue to run as normal. With development on Anthem Next officially stopped, the studio will now laser focus its efforts on the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while still providing updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. To me, this was the obvious and smart move by Bioware. They need a big win coming off of Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem, so they need the next Dragon Age, and especially Mass Effect for me, to be great. They need to win back the goodwill of the fans, build up their reputation again for being a top-tier RPG studio, and this is the first piece to that puzzle. I unfortunately was one of the very few that kind of liked Anthem's gameplay and what it was trying to do when it first came out, and I was looking forward to an Anthem next to see if it could bring people back, but you can't argue with the logic. Focus on making these next games great, and let's start with a great game in Mass Effect Legendary Edition to win Bioware back. Number 4. Bungie Plans Destiny 2 Crossplay for Fall 2021 Cass Marshall at Polygon writes, Bungie gave Destiny 2 players a big update on the developers' plans throughout the rest of 2021, as well as a peek into 2022. There are big campaigns and additions coming, but one of the biggest announcements is the addition of crossplay between Windows PC and console players. Crossplay is coming to the masses in Season 15, we'll be doing some internal rollouts and alpha tests in Season 14 to prepare for a widespread launch this fall. With crossplay, you'll be able to play with all your friends no matter which platform you call home. And don't worry, we won't be matchmaking console and PC players together in the Crucible unless PC players specifically invite their console friends to play with them in the PC Crucible pools. 
More details will be coming on these tests in the future, but for now, it's promising to know that Destiny 2 players will eventually join together for a good old-fashioned raid. As a continually all-in and then lax Destiny 2 player, I love that this is finally coming. One of my friends is huge on PC, and I personally like playing on console, so now that we can do some of the PvE experiences and if we want PvP stuff together, it's so relieving. Crossplay is the future, let's just get this in on all games, and Bungie doing it with Destiny 2 is a big one. Number 5, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 announced for PS5 Series X and S and Nintendo Switch. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Activision has announced that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will be released on PS5 and Series X and S on March 26, 2021. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the Series X will feature next-gen upgrades including giving fans a chance to play in 1080 at 120 frames per second, or in native 4K at 60, spatial audio, and more. High Fidelity Atmospherics has also been added to these new versions and it will allow players to enjoy the experience of sharper dynamic shadows, reflections, and lens flares, as well as enhanced skater textures and more on next-gen consoles. Digital players will be able to upgrade to the cross-gen deluxe bundle for an additional $10, while those who already own the digital deluxe version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will be able to upgrade for free unless you live in Japan. This upgrade includes access to the Secret Skater Ripper, aka the infamous Powell Proto mascot, retro gear for creative skater mode, and retro skins for Tony Hawk, Steve Calabaro, and Rodney Mullen. I was a huge fan of these OG games back in the day, and I played a bit of the remake, which was excellent, but I never finished it. That gives me the excuse to get back in there and have some more fun with it, and it is unfortunate though that I have to pay 10 more dollars to enjoy these next-gen features. Number 6, Star Wars Squadrons and NHL 21 to join Xbox Game Pass and EA Play soon. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, EA has announced that Star Wars Squadrons and NHL 2021 will be coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and EA Play soon. According to EA, Star Wars Squadrons will be joining Game Pass and EA Play in March, while NHL 21 will be added to both rosters in April. Unfortunately, EA hasn't given specific dates for when these games will come to the subscription service. EA also recently announced that Madden 21 would join EA Play and Xbox Game Pass next week. Continue to add value to the amazing service that is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I played through Star Wars Squadrons on VR and I loved it there. Definitely wouldn't be as impressive without VR, but a great game nonetheless and now free as part of your subscription. Number 7, Halo TV series to premiere in early 2022. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer writes, Halo's long-awaited TV series will finally debut in Q1 2022. In the US, it'll debut on Paramount+. Produced by Showtime and Steven Spielberg production company Amblin Television, the show has been nearly eight years in the making. Filming had begun in Budapest in early 2020, though it was interrupted by the coronavirus pandemic deadline reported. Shooting is now back underway with around 60% of its first season in the can. It's been a long slog to get here, originally announced by Spielberg back in 2013, Microsoft's Halo TV series finally got a green light at Showtime five years later. The run was announced as having 10 episodes and would be the network's most ambitious series ever. A short TV news story to end the week, since there's such rich stories that could be told in the Halo universe, let's just hope that this is good. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is going to be about Halo lore. Credit to GameRant.com. Did you know that the history in Halo is linked to World War I? The UNSC isn't just completely pulled out of nowhere in the world of Halo lore. They actually follow a natural timeline that happened in real life. The very beginnings of the UNSC start all the way back after the end of World War I with the start of the League of Nations, which would act in a fashion similar to that of the United Nations, briefly before being shut down. This led to the creation of the actual UN, which the UNSC is a division of. This is also a fun fact for me as I didn't know it, and it's cool to see it being linked back to real-world events. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. 
If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I haven't had too much time to play, but I'm slowly going through my replay of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and enjoying my time. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosen93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.